From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. We have a super stacked show for you guys today, as always. But before we get into this super stack show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. And thank you so much for riding with us as we go on this journey to the top. We appreciate all our fans from all over the world. Germany, Mexico, Canada, Taiwan, India, Ireland, the UK, Canada. I think I said Canada twice. Uh, the United States. We got fans from all over the world and we're continuing to grow. And without you guys, there is no us. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you for following along on Instagram, always at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thank you for following along on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And thank you for following and downloading this podcast, leaving the five star reviews, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that good shit. Thank you so much. I am so incredibly thankful for that. Thank you very much, everybody. Before we get into the show, though, I got to say. I think I ruffled some feathers. I got some emails. People trying to shut me down. People people mad at my little rant yesterday. Well, guess what? You can't stop the rest of the Lawrence. So either you hop in and come along for the ride, or you getting ran the fuck over. Now, with that out the way, all positive vibes. All positive vibes. Let's, Let's have a great show, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to be talking about last night's incredible impact wrestling on access tv we'll be strapping our seatbelts in and going on a ride in the wrestling delorean as we go back in time to 1997 today's friday so that means this is extreme we're going to be having an episode of ecw hardcore tv from july 15th 1997 take place here tonight and also as always we have the news and notes from around the world We have breaking news that came from yesterday with a big implications to this Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We also have big matches being announced for pay-per-views for Impact Wrestling and big matches being announced for AEW tonight. So let's get into the Super Stack show. Let's talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. So, breaking news. We got to talk about it. It came out from WWE on Twitter last night that... The Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell match would not be taking place this Sunday. Instead, Rey Mysterio will be facing Roman Reigns inside of Hell in a Cell for free tonight on SmackDown. To my recollection, 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 Friday, it's been a long week, ladies and gentlemen. Been a long week. To my recollection, this is the very first Hell in a Cell match ever to take place on SmackDown. 
So this is a pretty big deal. Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns tonight on SmackDown inside Hell in a Cell. We get it for free. I'm in. I'm very excited for that matchup. That's going to be really cool to see a Hell in a Cell on SmackDown. Really awesome. I hope that this means that we don't get multiple Hell in a Cell matches on Sunday. I hope that the only Hell in a Cell match we get is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre because I hate when they oversaturate the um, theme pay-per-views. First of all, I hate the theme pay-per-views. You know what I mean? Hell in a Cell used to be a feud ender. Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns' first match here is going to be inside of Hell in a Cell. Like, that shit don't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, that used to be the feud ender. So, I think that these these theme pay-per-views got to go. But it's being reported that WWE wants more themed events. So, I mean, I might be in the minority here. But I, I miss the days where an Elimination Chamber or a Hell in a Cell match was rare because it was only for the feuds that really were blood feuds. But, you know what? Whatever. We're getting a free Hell in a Cell tonight. That should be really awesome to see Ray versus uh, Roman Reigns. What does this mean for Sunday? Who does Roman go against? Do we see a tag match for the tag team titles with Ray and Dominic versus Roman and Jay? Or maybe Jay and Jimmy and Roman gets another match. Maybe it's Jimmy versus Roman at uh, Hell in a Cell. There's so many things you could do, but there's so little time to really build up the feud. That's why I would have just had the match happen on Sunday. But they want to do it on Friday. That's all good. I mean, what, what can I say? I'm excited for that. Speaking of matches being announced, it was announced at Slammiversary on July 17th. We will be getting the return of, quite possibly, Impact Wrestling TNA's most innovative match ever, the Ultimate X. And it will be a six-man Ultimate X for the X Division champion. We'll have the walk-in weapon, Josh Alexander, who's been on an absolute tear. And by the way, makes his debut for New Japan Strong tonight. He's going to be going against Rohit Raju, Petey Williams, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Trey Miguel in the Ultimate X match, which have always been a staple for Impact Wrestling and have always put on... An, like These matches are always high-flying spectacles. They're always depth-defying. There's been some insane spots throughout the years. Some that I remember off the top is Christopher Daniels flying from the trust to the middle of the X to get the tag team champions from the match with LAX versus AJ and Daniels. Uh, Another one is the crazy spot with Christopher Daniels and Suicide crashing down head first from the top of the X. Another spot is AJ Styles getting turned inside out from a drop kick by Chris Sabin that took place in 2005. There's always been some crazy ass spots. Uh, Kaz with a giant leg drop on Davari from the top of the X. Crazy, crazy shit. If you never seen the Ultimate X match, which you know, I if you never was an Impact fan, a TNA fan, you might. I'm sure you've seen highlights. But if you've never seen the Ultimate X match, this weekend, go out of your way to just see one. It doesn't matter which one you pick. You're probably going to have a good one. You know what I mean? There's been maybe one bad Ultimate X match. I think the only Ultimate X match that I didn't personally enjoy. Well, I'd say there was two. The, The one that took place at Bound for Glory 2005 was a good match. But because of uh, production malfunctions, 
the match was ruined when the belt just kept falling from the top of the X. But another one that I think uh, was, eh, I believe it was the Motor City Machine Guns and maybe someone else versus Team 3D and Johnny Devine. And Johnny Devine used the ladder to grab the X. And that's like totally against the point of the Ultimate X where you have to actually shimmy your ass to the middle of the X. So, don't watch those. Uh, if you want my recommendation, go see P.D. Williams versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels. Go see the one with the Motor City Machine Guns versus the uh, Young Bucks or Generation Me at the time. Go check out Ultimate X between um, Christopher Daniels, Suicide, Homicide, the Motor City Machine Guns, and Amazing Red. I believe that was at Bound for Glory 2009. There's, there's a plethora, I believe there's like 25 or 26 of these Ultimate X matches, and most of them, 99% of them are amazing, so check that out. Tomorrow, Saturday, June 19th, marks the 19th anniversary of Impact Wrestling. If you've been along for the ride, you know, this whole time, you know how significant this is. For those who weren't along for the ride back in the day, that's what you have me for. You could check out episodes of The Inception of TNA, NWA TNA, The Asylum Years, every Tuesday when we go back in time and talk about the early days. If you haven't already heard those episodes, you could go back and check them out. And also, you could catch on now because it's early. We're only on episode 6. And if you are not into The Asylum Years and you want to talk about TNA Impact on Spike, cool. Every Thursday we talk about TNA Impact on Spike. With making an impact. So if you want to catch up on the history of this illustrious history of this company, then check it out on my podcast, the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, where we go back in time and discuss week by week everything that goes down on TNA, whether it's the Asylum years, whether it's the Impact years, or whether it's Impact Wrestling's current day and age on Access TV. Which, speaking of, last night on Access TV, Impact Wrestling had an amazing episode as they had a lot of fallout from Against All Odds and a lot of implications heading into the July 17th Slammiversary pay-per-view. So when we come back from break, I'm going to give you the rundown, my review, and my opinion of what went down last night on Impact Wrestling on Access TV. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful. 
powerful as Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, last night's Impact on Access TV was actually a really good show and has been very consistent lately. I say this every week. If you are are not already watching Impact on Access TV on a weekly basis, find a way to check it out. Go out of your way to see it every Thursday at 8 o'clock on Access TV. It's a really good show. And like I said, been very consistent. Lots of different styles, but a really good show nonetheless. We had a very stacked show yesterday coming out of what was a very newsworthy against all odds Impact Plus special from last Saturday. And we have a lot of major implications going into Slammiversary. For those who are unaware or did not listen to my review of Against All Odds, at the end of it, Sammy Callahan attacks Kenny Omega, which leads to Don Callis firing Sammy Callahan, which leads to all hell breaking loose, being that Sammy Callahan is the number one contender for Kenny Omega's Impact Wrestling World Title at Slammiversary. So, let's get into the show because there's a lot to talk about. Show starts out with a recap of everything that happened at Against All Odds, all the controversy behind the main event. And there's a lot of controversy because the the one man who should be pissed off more than anybody is the man who got screwed out of that world title match. And that is Moose. Moose got screwed by the Young Bucks who interfered and helped Kenny Omega retain the world champion. And Moose is livid here. So the show starts off with... Uh, Moose banging on Scott Demore's dressing room. He wants to talk to Scott Demore. Scott Demore opens up. Moose says that he wants his rematch. He wants Kenny Omega, and he wants him at Slammiversary. Scott Demore says, look, there's an Anthem representative coming to the arena tonight to settle everything that's going on with Sammy Callahan and Don Callis. And right now, I just don't have time for this, so I, I don't know. I, I don't have time for it. This pisses Moose off. Moose says, all right, if you don't got time, I'll make time for it. We get the first matchup of the night. We got TJ Perkins going against Black Taurus from The Decay. This was a fun matchup. TJ Perkins bumped around really well for Black Taurus. And Black Taurus, he, he, he has a lot of athletic ability. And he could, he could hang in there with someone with the speed and the agility of TJ Perkins. So this was a pretty fun matchup. I like if I saw the roster, my mind ain't going to TJ Perkins versus Black Tarus, but I'll tell you this, TJ Perkins and Black Tarus meshed together really well and had a awesome opening matchup here for this night. And the match ends when TJ Perkins actually pins Black Tarus. He he wins this matchup. The smaller guy beats the bigger guy. Really good matchup to start off the show, but instantly Moose comes out and he attacks TJ Perkins. He attacks everybody. He grabs the mic and he says that he's not leaving until Scott Demore makes time for him. He's hijacking the show. Security comes out. Moose tries to fight off security, and then boom, Chris Sabin comes out of nowhere, hits a drop kick onto Moose. If you remember uh, going into Hard to Kill, I believe it was Hard to Kill. The uh, the match with the six-man number one contendership match where 
Moose actually wins the number one contendership to go against Kenny Omega. Moose attacked and destroyed Chris Sabin and put him out of action. So Chris Sabin's getting his revenge here. He says that he wants Moose. Backstage, we see Rohit Raju talking to Ace Austin, and they form a pack. They, they, they say that they're going to watch each other's back going into Slammiversary. Then we see Chris Sabin. He says that he will humble Moose, and he challenges Moose to a match at Slammiversary. So if we do get Moose versus Chris Sabin indeed at Slammiversary, what does this mean for the world title match, being that the number one contendership is fired, and Moose wants that match. Now he's going to face Chris Sabin. We'll see what happens. We get answers tonight, so stay tuned. Anyway. Next, we got a match between Josh Alexander, who's been in the news a lot. His his uh, Josh Alexander is really getting recognized here, which is awesome because he's been such a great wrestler. Josh Alexander been around for quite a while. I remember seeing him in matches in Canada. I remember seeing him in matches in Ring of Honor, a part of a Monster Factory or not Monster Factory, Monster Inc. Wait, no, it's not either. Uh, uh, Monster Mafia. <laughs> Monster Mafia, that's the name of the original team with him and Ethan Page. Uh, he, he's been really, really consistent for years. He had a great run with Ethan Page and Impact as the North. And yeah, finally getting his singles push here. He's really getting recognized by many companies, not just Impact. Because like I said tonight, you could see Josh Alexander on New Japan Strong, the New Japan Pro Wrestling U.S., uh, show so check out Josh Alexander on there a really deserving wrestler he has a great match here with Madman Fulton Josh Alexander picks up the big victory over the bigger man here and instantly gets jumped by Ace Austin which leads to PD Williams coming out and making the save which leads to Rohit Raju coming out and taking out PD which leads to Trey Miguel coming out and taking out Rahit which leads to the return of Mahabali Shira who comes out and takes out everybody and he stands tall with Ace, Austin, Madman Fulton, and Rohit Raju. We have this four-man team here, which if they stay in alliance, this could be problems for the X Division and other divisions because you got two of two very talented big men, two very talented uh, smaller men. This is a really cool team. I like it. Next, we got Deanna Perrazzo. She's backstage, and she's coming at Susan and Kimberly saying that they're losers and they can't be losers if they're with her. Susan is, you know, coming at her. Kimberly's like, oh, you know, it's just been lately. But Deanna says it's been the whole time. You guys have been losers. And she says she's done with them both. Next, we got a W. Morrissey interview. He says that everybody thinks that they have someone watching their back here. You got TJ Perkins coming out with Fala Ba. And Fala Ba is supposed to watch TJ Perkins' back. You got Crazy Steve with Black Taurus. And then when Moose came out, no one was able to watch their back. So how did that work out for them? He says, you're going to learn that no one is your friend in this company. No one's your friend in this world. And they will stab you in your back if they say that you're friends. And the only person that he could trust is himself. So, I mean, my whole my whole uh, theory on Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus Enzo and Cass at uh, Slammiversary is probably down the drain there. So, by the way, that, that was a toilet sound effect. That, that, that was horrible. It sounded more like a whip. But anyway, next we have... On the show, the in-ring debut of Steve Macklin. He goes against a jobber named Jason Page. Macklin makes quick work, but this was a very impressive, very intense debut for Steve Macklin. If Steve Cutler had a a, fa- a fraction 
of the intensity that Steve Macklin showed here, I think he would have really succeeded in NXT. But he is definitely going to be a star here. I think that there's a lot of big things to come for Steve Macklin. I could see him being a part of Violence by Design. I could see him going against Violence by Design. All I know is Steve Macklin is very hard-hitting, very intense, and very good. And I can't wait to see what's next for Steve Macklin here in Impact Wrestling. Next, we have an interview with Don Callis. They bring him up to speed that there's going to be someone coming over from uh, the the Anthem board to talk to Don. Don is delusional. Don says that they're probably here to thank him because he knows how much Sammy Callahan was hated. So he feels like they're coming over here to just you know thank him for firing Sammy Callahan once and for all. We get a quick match between Tennille Dashwood and Rachel Ellering. Tennille picks up the victory. The story behind this is Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering been losing matches left and right. They lost their tag team titles to Fire and Flavor. And uh, Jordan Grace is blaming it on Rachel Ellering being friends with Tennille. So Tennille tried, I mean not Tennille, yeah. So Rachel tried to show that she will go against Tennille tonight and then Tennille picks up the victory. I could do it without the storyline. So far, it's bullshit. It sounds like Jordan Grace is throwing a hissy fit. Like, you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be my friend. Who gives a fuck about this shit? Next. Backstage, we got the Decay uh, without Rosemary. You'll see Rosemary very soon, though. We have Black Taurus and Crazy Steve. They confront TJP. By the way, every time I say Black Taurus, I have to say it like that because it sounds funny. And it sounds cool. And it just rolls off the tongue. If I say Black Taurus... Sounds whack. You gotta say Black Taurus. Anyway, you got Crazy Steve and Black Taurus. That, that's just gonna get old fast. I'm sorry, y'all. But they confront TJ Perkins and... Damn, I keep calling him by his fucking government name. Sorry, TJP. By by the way, they, they called him TJ Perkins and... Like, when I first started watching TJP, he was going by TJ Perkins, alright? So, that, anyway. that's For people who don't know, that's what the P stands for. Perkins, alright? Perkins. Next, you have... The Decay confront TJP and Balaba, and they're saying that they have unfinished business with them, and they want them next week. So next week we're going to get Falaba and TJP versus Black Taurus and Crazy Steve. Gosh, that should have not been that hard to fucking say that. (laughs) Anyway, back from commercial break, we see Fire and Flavor. By the way, I love Kira Hogan, and I love Tasha Steeles. These women are entertaining, they're talented, they're funny, they're really good in the ring, and they have the if factor, I believe. They could talk. Great, great, great tag team champions for Impact Wrestling. Fire and Flavor, they're going around, and they said, we're going to ask who's the best tag team in Impact Wrestling, and they know the answer, but they just want to hear other people say it. So they go to the janitor. The janitor says, I I just started work here. I don't know what you want me to say. And Kira's like, that's not what we asked you. Who's the best tag team champion? So he was like, I'm guessing you guys. And she was like, well, who are we? What's our names? And he was like, I don't know. (laughs) Funny shit here. Um, Then they go up to another guy who's uh, got like a garbage wagon. And this leads to Rosemary uh, coming from behind them. She starts arguing with Fire and Flavor. Fire and Flavor go at Rosemary. And then they go walking back and they bump into Havoc who takes out both Fire and Flavor and throws Kira Hogan into the garbage wagon. So, I'm assuming that... 
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Slammiversary, we're going to see Rosemary and Havoc versus Fire and Flavor for the Women's Tag Team Champions. A funny uh, thing to note here is when Kira Hogan was coming out of the garbage bag, or the garbage wagon, she pulls out a garbage bag that says Mickey on it. You know, if people don't know what that means, there was a controversy where when Mickey James was released by the WWE, she was given a garbage bag with her belongings, which was very fucked up by the WWE, but... That's where that came from. Are they insinuating that Mickey James may be the possible special referee for this matchup? I mean, who knows? That'd be pretty cool to see Mickey back in Impact Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Next, we got the flashback moment of the night, which was Chris Sabin defeating Bubba Ray Dudley, aka Brother Ray, aka Bully Ray, winning the Impact Wrestling World Champion back in like 2013 or 2012, whenever this was. Main event of the night, we got Satoshi Kojima versus Rhino. This was a really good matchup. And it was a matchup between two legends in their respective countries. Rhino is a legend in the United States, former NWA world champion, former ECW champion, former ECW television champion, numerous time WWE hardcore champion, current Impact Wrestling tag team champion. Going against Satoshi Kojima, former IWGP champion, former All Japan Pro champion, Triple Crown champion, former uh, MLW World Heavyweight champion, numerous times IWGP tag team champions along with uh, Tenzan in Japan. So you got a super stacked all-star main event here for this episode of Impact, and this was really good. Kojima is accompanied by Eddie Edwards, Rhino is accompanied by... Violence by Design, it is announced that if Kojima beats Rhino, then Eddie Edwards and Kojima will be facing the tag team champions next week on Impact. This was really hard-hitting, really good action here. Rhino held his own here against Kojima, but Kojima's just just hitting the strong style, strikes way too hard for Rhino, it seemed. And in the end, we did get 
Satoshi Kojima picking up the victory on Rhino. So next week we will get Kojima and Eddie Edwards versus Violence by Design, whatever tangent they want because they got the Freebird rules to go for the Tag Team Champions. But really good main event here for Impact Wrestling. But the show ain't over yet. We come back to the ring. Sammy Callahan is in the ring. He's hijacking the show. That's the second attempt to hijack the show from a wrestler on this show. Security comes out, but they're a little apprehensive to try to detain Sammy Callahan. Because we all know Sammy Callahan is absolute psycho. And he says that he'll bash their brains in. But Scott D'Amore is now out. He tells security to stand down and leave. Scott tells Sammy that he's on his side. Sammy says that he don't care about Scott and he'll do, but he, he'll do things his way because Scott D'Amore wanted him to just let him handle it. There's an Anthem board member coming and they're going to make this right. So Sammy says, you know what? I'll do things your way this one time. So he clicks the phone, blackout in the ring. He's gone when the lights go back in. And Don Callis then comes out. He tells Scott, I told you so. Don Callis said that he did it for Scott. Scott is too close with the wrestlers, and he wants Scott to learn that the wrestlers are just garbage. Scott gets in his face. He says, you didn't do it for the wrestlers. You did it for Kenny Omega. They get into a screaming match. Tommy Dreamer's out. This is surprising. And Tommy Dreamer announces that he is the Anthem board member, and he has a big announcement to make tonight. Tommy said that he went behind uh, Scott D'Amour's back and went straight to Anthem. Because he couldn't see this company that he was promised was for the wrestlers crumble down. And he said that he's seen this happen in history before and this is not going to happen again. Tommy Dreamer says that Anthem has two big announcements. One is someone's getting reinstated and someone's getting fired tonight. So Sammy Callahan was officially reinstated and he is back on the Impact roster. Tommy Dreamer then says that Don Callis is fired and gone from Impact. He is no longer the uh, executive vice president of Impact Wrestling. Callis is throwing a fit. He he says that Tommy Dreamer is a stooge. He's just going off. And as he leads towards the back, Sammy Callahan grabs him. And the show ends with him saying that he's going to get his revenge on Callis, but not in a violent way. That's too easy. He says he's going to make him hurt because he's going to make the jackal Watch as he bashes Kenny Omega's brains in. And Don Callis is begging and pleading with him not to do that. And that's how we go off the air. Great episode of Impact. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm giving this show a... Ooh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm giving it a three and three quarters out of five stars. Really good show. Really good effort by Impact. And I'm excited for what's to come in the coming weeks leading up to Slammiversary on July 17th. Once again, tomorrow is the 19th anniversary of the start of TNA Impact. So happy birthday to Impact. Great stuff. When we come back, we're going to be hopping into the Wrestling DeLorean. And we're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV from July 15th, 1997. The next episode of This is Extreme. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of This Is Extreme, where we're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV from July 15th, 1997. And this is a stacked show leading into ECW's second pay-per-view, Hardcore Heaven 97. There's a lot to talk about here, so let's get right into the show. We last seen the land of extreme being hijacked and taken over by the WWF. And there is a uproaring, a rising, a revolution going on in ECW that will destroy the EC, the WWF invaders. So let's talk all about that. We got a, a promo on the beach by the franchise Shane Douglas. And he's accompanied, as always, with Francine. He says that he lost the TV title to Taz on purpose. He said he was sick of walking around with 15 pounds of fake gold with copper, with gold-plated copper. He said that it was turning Francine green. He doesn't want to walk around with that bullshit title anymore. So he did the job on purpose. He tapped out to Taz on purpose because he has his eyes on the prize and he wants Terry Funk for the real gold, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion at Hardcore Heaven 1997 on pay-per-view August 17th. And it is announced, we go into the intro by Joyce Styles and Rick Rude, it is announced that we will definitely be getting Shane Douglas versus Terry Funk August 17th for the ECW Champion. There's a lot of history here. There's They show highlights of the night the line was crossed where Shane Douglas had a 60-minute Broadway with Sabu and Terry Funk. And there was a press conference that got really physical and heated between Shane Douglas and Terry Funk from 1993. They show other highlights of Shane Douglas winning titles. Terry Funk winning title at Barely Legal. ECW also announces that it's going to be the Sandman versus Sabu for the first time one-on-one at ECW's pay-per-view on August 17th. And the Dudleys will defend the tag team titles if they are still the tag team champions because they are going to be going against the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa, putting those titles on the line this upcoming Saturday at the, in a cage match, no less, at the ECW show in the ECW arena. First match of the night, we got Taz versus Hollywood Nova. Taz is not a fan of the BWO and gets on the mic and says that Stevie Richards left ECW to go to WCW because he is nothing more than Raven's flunky. He's nothing more than Raven's bag holder. And he calls him pretty much a bitch. And he says that if you, you know, if you guys still want to rep those colors, brother, then you will have to, to feel the path of rage. Basically, Taz makes quick work of Hollywood Nova, beats him in a minute, and chokes out the rest of... The BWO spits on the BWO colors, wipes his ass with it, and throws it. So, BWO is pretty much dead here at this point. The next match is basically the Wild Wild West. This is what ECW is known for, and we have absolute pandemonium and craziness in this matchup. We have the Triple Threat, which is Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, and of course the franchise Shane Douglas accompanied by Francine. They are up against Balls Mahoney and the Pitbulls. And before the match could even be started, 
the triple threat jumped the pit bulls and take them out, destroy them. They beat up Anthony Durancy. They beat up Gary Wolf. They make them bleed. They destroy their legs. They're just, they're taken out. So now as a three on one assault, as the triple threat is fighting Balls Mahoney, but Balls Mahoney's holding his own, which leads to. The gangsters coming out. Unfortunately, I'm watching this on the WWE Network, so I did not get to hear the Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Instead, I heard the In the Ghetto or whatever fucking dubbed over song the WWE Network put over this bullshit. But anyway, the gangsters are out here. Before they could even get to the ring, though, the Dudleys are out, and we have a massive brawl between the Dudleys and the Gangsters because the Gangsters are the number one contender. They take out uh, Mustafa, so they're double-teaming New Jack, and they brawl into the crowd. The Dudleys are just destroying New Jack, which leads to the Eliminators coming out. Remember, Perry Saturn still has a bum leg, and Cronus, he's he's good. You know, they, they start brawling with the Dudleys, so we got... The, what's called the Eliminators, the Gangsters, the Dudleys brawling. And if you remember, we still have a match in the ring as the Triple Threat is still working over the Pitbulls and Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney holds his own for a while here against the franchise Shane Douglas and really takes it to the franchise Shane Douglas for quite a while, like I said, until the odds were just way too much for him. We have a triple team move by the, the uh, Triple Threat. That's hard to say. A triple team moved by the triple threat. A lot of T's there. We had the uh, big belly to belly by Shane Douglas onto Balls Mahoney. And then one, two, three. The triple threat pick up the victory. This was just insane. This is the type of fun, insane, crazy, wild, wild west brawls that ECW is known for. And I love that they constantly have on these shows. They never get old. They never get old. So I really was a big fan of this. After this, New Jack is backstage and he cuts a promo. This was very subdued for New Jack, you know. This was a very tamed New Jack. But you could tell that he was really fuming, though. He said that he, you know, he watched his best friend die in his hands. He said he had a crazy-ass path where he is today. His past is filled with pain and anger. And he says that he and Mustafa are going to get the Dudleys in the cage. And the Dudleys can't run. The Dudleys can't hide. And he said this is beyond the ECW Tag Team Champions. You fucked with the gangsters, and now we're out to kill you. And the Dudleys, he said, Bubba, Devon, gonna hurt you, gonna fucking kill you. And if New Jack says he's going to kill you, I'd take Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. 
Listen to Supreme, The Battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Take it to the bank. This is the start of the infamous classic Pulp Fiction promos. So there's only one way to talk about the Pulp Fiction promos. I got to do it justice. Hit the music. We start out the Pulp Fiction promos with Joel Gertner. He's talking about the Dudleys versus the gangsters coming up this Saturday. He says that if the gangsters win the tag team titles and the Dudleys lose the tag team titles and don't go into the pay-per-view as the tag team champions, that he will not only shave his head for live on pay-per-view, he's going to shave his, his chest hair, which... If you know Joe Gurner, the quintessential stung muffin is not going to do that. Next, we got RVD, Sabu, and Bill Afonso. RVD says that he is, you know, he's got to look good for Monday night, so he's about to go get a haircut. But he's wearing a WCW shirt. He turns around to show Paul Heyman's face on it. He says, hey, when you were 25 years old, you was on WCW. I'm 25 years old. Why can't I be on WCW? It was good for you, but not for me, right? I'm the whole fucking show and I will be on Monday nights this Monday night on Raw we next get Jim Cornette our friend here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast Jim Cornette he says that he heard that they had to take blood out of Tommy Dreamer's testicles because of the attack by them on the past of ECW Hardcore TV when he and Jerry Lawler destroyed the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and he laughs at it and he says that he will do anything he can to get at Paul Lee dangerously because that feud is forever. We next see Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Beulah. Tommy Dreamer says that they need a partner for the six-man tag match this Saturday inside of the cage. It will be Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman and a mystery partner to go against Sabu, RVD, and... Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry Lawler's here. He says that he's going to destroy Tommy Dreamer again. Taz says he won't be their partner. And neither will the franchise Shane Douglas. So, who will be their partners? We'll see next week. This episode of ECW Hardcore TV ends with Tommy Dreamer cutting another promo talking about how he had to get blood taken from his testicles because of the attack. And he never felt pain like that, from the attack of Jerry Lawler and Jim Cornette. And he vows, he vows to get revenge on Jerry the King Lawler, and he will destroy Jerry the King Lawler at ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997, August 17th, live on pay-per-view. This was a great episode of ECW Hardcore TV. Always a quick hour, but a very fun hour, and I personally loved it. 
I give this show a 4 out of 5. It had everything that you love ECW for. You had the Pulp Fiction promos. You had the insane, crazy-ass, balls-to-the-wall brawl. You had the storyline and development and the character-driven stories that make ECW what it was. It was all in one ball for this episode of ECW Hardcore TV. So, my rating for July 15th, 1997, ECW Hardcore TV, a 4 out of 5. I enjoyed the shit out of this show. So, yeah. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Give your father a hug. Tell him Happy Father's Day. We got Hell in the Cell on Sunday on Peacock. Or if you're not in the United States, on the WWE Network. Tonight we have SmackDown, a stacked show that will be main evented by the very first Hell in a Cell on SmackDown. Between Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns. Right after SmackDown we have a big episode of AEW Dynamite. It's going to be Wardlow versus Jake Hager in the MMA cage fight. We got Penta El Cerro Miedo teaming up with Eddie Kingston, teaming up with Frankie Kazarian to go against the Good Brothers and Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks. We got Cody Rhodes teaming up with Brock Anderson to go against QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. We have a sit-down interview with Jim Ross. He's going to be interviewing Andrade El Idolo. We have the handicap match between Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Darby Allin. It's going to be Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Bononi. And we have Julia Hart versus Penelope Ford. So if you're not excited about that stack show from AEW, I don't know what's going to get you excited. We have a whole lot of wrestling tonight. It's Friday from Hell in a Cells to crazy MMA cage fights to a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this Sunday. I don't know what more you need to get excited about. Follow us on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. We're going to be bringing back the wrestling rap and recap today. A lot of people have been wanting me to bring that back. It is brought to you by the Lords of Gotham, baby. So check out the Lords of Gotham rap group from New York City. That is where Mike De Niro makes his bread and butter. So check out Lords of Gotham. Check out the wrestling rap and recap on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Once again, have a wonderful weekend. Happy Father's Day. Happy Birthday Impact Wrestling. 19 years, baby. Have a great weekend. Stay positive, stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. And join us here on Monday as the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast returns with all the news and notes coming out of the weekend. We will be having the Fight for Monday Night, the latest episodes of Nitro vs. Raw, and so much more. Thank you very much. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.